Al. Yes. We are now in year two of our very fun, cool, informative podcast. We are. I'm so proud of us. We forgot to celebrate last week <laughs> when it was like the one year. Yeah. Which I realized after we like we had finished recording, I was like, "Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't mention that at all." Oh well. <laughs> well, I was uh, too busy ranting about frogs. It's true. That was a that was a very important topic. It was, um, but also it makes more sense for us to talk about this being this in the second year this week because of the topic. That's true. We because start... it literally just like starts and end. Well, it doesn't end. This isn't the end of it, but it starts and begins anew with the same. Franchise. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. We started last year with a Danganronpa with a three in the title. We begin year two with a Danganronpa and a three in the title. We do. It's true. Hello, welcome to episode number 43 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about anime, video games, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined by the best podcast co-host to have for an entire year. Yo. That's Anladium. Hi. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode because we're going to take like, you know, three months off and then do another one and then, you know, pick things back up in January. <laughs> That's not what we're going to do. <laughs> Let's continue the trend. <laughs> not what we're going to do. But yeah, it was it was kind of appropriate that this uh, this topic landed in our laps the way it did. Yeah. In terms of I release. Agree. It worked out really well. <laughs> Really well. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are going to talk about the latest entry in the Danganronpa franchise, Danganronpa V3, which just recently came out last week, uh, September 28th, 6th, 8th, 7th, 4th, 26th. Killing Harmony. Killing Harmony on PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Yep. Hashtag Vita never die. It, neither of us played it on Vita. It's true. <laughs> of course, it came out earlier this year in Japan in like January or something like that. So, I mean, it's been out there for a while. And somehow I've avoided spoilers. Yeah, same here. View, and I don't know how I did that. I mean, I went on lockdown and like of on like Tumblr and stuff and blocked a bunch of like I just blocked all Dog and Rampa tags and stuff. So like I was like very precautious about that and still. But I didn't. Yeah, so like, it, I don't know, I just never saw a lot of people talking about it, which, you know, may have been indicative now. of what people thought of that game coming out of Japan, so. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense now. We're going to talk about this game, you know, in depth. We're going to talk about spoilers. We'll we'll do that later on the program. We'll, we will give a warning when we do that, so it's not yep. just like, here's what happens at the end right now. We're not going to do that. It's, that's mean. That is mean. We will give you fair warning that we are going into spoiler territory. I mean, unless you're just skipping around the podcast for no good reason and then just dumble into a spoiler, that that's your own fault there. That's not on us. Yeah, no, go in order. Go in order. So yeah, that is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to start with some general thoughts and relatively try and keep things spoiler-free. And it's, it's hard for these narrative-based games to do that. It is. But we will try our best, and maybe this will just only be for like two minutes or something, but we will try to give as general thoughts as as we can. I'm going to start off with talking about 
how I think this game has a similar problem that Persona 5 had in that it is long for the sake of being long. Like, a lot of the class trials felt overtly long, especially compared to 1 and 2, which I can... You know, you can understand, because, like, hey, they're this is the first game on home consoles, so you have... You're, you're able to take advantage of a lot more space to do things with. So, of course, like, oh, we can jam a lot more, you know, activities into the trials and make them longer. But I, I felt like a lot of it could have just been instead of like throwing a mini game in there or like even some like logic um, sections of it, it could have been just a choice rather than like, hey, let's make this into a big production because a lot of the things I'd figured out really, really quickly. And mm-hmm. then like you're having to walk the protagonist through the the trial and you're like, Oh my God, really? Like I have to do another of these mini games. I know what's going on. I know what happened. Come on. That is like, that is indicative of like these games in general, but it it definitely feels more so. It didn't go on as long in the other two games. Cause it just feels like a lot of the class trials are padded out for the sake of being padded out. Like they're way too extended when they could easily be edited down to be more concise and quite frankly, better. I agree. Because it, it really, it really kind of hits you in the face just on, on the onset when the first trial takes like, what, two hours to get through? Yeah. And that, especially for the first trial, like, that's way too long. I mean, I know my first time through, I think, uh, the first trial and the first Rampa, it was like an hour, hour and a half. But even then, like, two hours is a, is a, is a little bit too long for my taste. And it just felt like a lot of the trials were that way. A lot of the mini games were set up in that sort of way as well. Like the new version of Logic Dive took way too long each time. I didn't hate the Psych Taxi though. I I, I wouldn't um, say I hated it. It's just it getting from question to question was was longer than it needed to be. I agree. I eventually uh, ended up getting a skill that allowed you to pick up more letters as you got the little letter orbs, oh, and that helped nice. a yeah. lot. Um, but I can understand that. One thing that I did like about it, which is weird, um, is that whenever you got something right, it's like, good, in such a weird voice, <laughs> and I love that. It made me laugh every time. It was like trying to be seductive in like this weird, strange way. I guess, I mean, it's not spoiling, like, many games, I guess. Like, no. Hangman's Game, it's back. I would say it's better than what it was in 2. It is better. Because it's not just letters crashing into each other constantly, and you're just, like, fumbling to get through it. This time around, like, the letters are darkened, and, like, a light will, like, shine through them every now and then. Like, I, I put a skill in there to make it, like, that light coming through a lot quicker. I did that, too. Each time. So I thought that and was better. And you can better. also hold, um... X yeah. down in, in the center and it'll show you what's in the center and you just pick the letters. So like I thought that was a lot better. I mean I, I still don't think Hangman's, Hangman's Game is great because a lot of there's times where like it'll ask you a question and you will have no idea what you're trying to answer. Yeah I had a few of those. Yeah. I was like I have no clue what they want from me right now. Nonstop debates are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, the mass panic debate was interesting the only the only difference is that, like they introduce a new concept of lying into the 
the debates this time around. Yeah. But they took out the um, the mechanic from two where you could like highlight someone's answer and then use that for something else, which I thought yeah. was surprising. I thought that was weird too that they they took it out, but I guess lying is kind of replacing that. Yeah. And also, you could also you can use lying as like a way to to get it get past a debate in a different sort of way than what the game is intending you to do, which I think they call like backdoor. Mm-hmm. So I never actually got that. I never did that, and I don't know how you did it. I got it once just because I was stuck on one, and I was like, I could not figure out what I needed to do. So I was like, I'm just gonna try this. <laughs> and it worked and the, the trophy popped up I was like hey you backdoored your way through this and I was like okay cool yeah. and that continued um, on um, there was the brick breaking one which I didn't think that was great either yeah I didn't care for it it could have you could have gone without that that could have been like a select box like what item True, is yeah. this because that was literally um, all it was it was like break these blocks pick an image yeah that's literally it could have been a, blo- uh, a text box I hated that the sword game was back the sword game is bad I hate the sword game so much. And like because and I like, always end up breaking the one that I'm supposed to use the other cutter on and I'm like, ah, now I have to redo this entire thing. At least in like the Vita version, like you could um I believe just like just flick the stick in a direction and it would slice. Mm-hmm. Cuz it was similar cuz like you could use the touch screen for that. But with this, it was like you have to hold like move the analog stick in the direction you want to cut and then hit like the X button and it just it felt so finicky and never felt responsive in any sort of way yeah you had like the big circle that your your sword was supposedly on and you had to to rotate it it was dumb it didn't work and i hate that game i hate that game so much i was mad that it was back trying to get like v triggers in that oh it's just impossible so like the first i tried it for like first time and i was like no i'm never doing this again for this section i thought the um the debate where everyone was like split down the middle yeah i thought that one oh oh, wait no split down the middle that one where they're split opinion yeah the split opinion that one was cool yeah i thought that was a real interesting take on on debate it took way too long for the cutscene every time and they use the same cutscene every time it's like we don't need a reintroduction into this thing every time well they change it depending on like who's missing i know it's just every time like by like halfway through the game i was like when that would come up i was like start and just skip that cutscene. Yeah, I mean, like, I get it. We're going into that. But I, I did, I thought it was a clever mechanic, though. It was cool that, like, it would show them split on it and how you would be able to challenge their their ideas. It, yeah. it was, it, I didn't mind that one. Yeah. I feel like that was a good addition. The breaking block one was not. I thought the rhythm, the rhythm game at the end of the, the trials was a lot better than the first two games combined. It was better, but it still wasn't great. Because, like, especially because the first two games, getting off rhythm was super easy. Mm-hmm. And then getting back on the rhythm was very hard. And I yep. feel like they kind of, they fixed that with this and making it, you know, just, like, you know, timed button presses, essentially. And I think that really benefited that in a way that it hadn't before. Like I said, I still don't love it. One thing yeah, I did like fine. though was um, the the artwork that you get whenever it pops up. Like you yeah. get like fantastic piece of artwork of whatever character you're having this argument with, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I really really enjoyed that. I guess speaking as well of you know my my gripe about this game padding things out. 
uh, the end of a trial when you are basically summarizing everything up in the comic book form, mm-hmm. that takes forever to recap what you've just been through. But it's been, you've had that in every single game. N- not to you, this extent. You always do the comic. You do, but like it was, it's never been this long. Like if you were button pressing your way through it and listening to the voiceovers, it would probably take you well over five minutes to get through that entire section. And that's far too long to have a recap of something you you more than likely have already been through or basically already know what happened. Like, it doesn't need to take that long to get through a simple recap of, like, the events that you just, you just went through. But does it take longer because the trials themselves have been longer? Um, so there's a lot more to cover? I don't know. I don't think so. Really? Because I feel like I feel like they were a bit more complicated than like, especially the first game. I mean, like there were in, in two, like there were times when you had like ten pages of comics, and it didn't take this long, take that long to get through them. Okay. Like I don't think like the uh, the the murders themselves were like way more elaborate than any of the other two games. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the trials were more elaborate and in the sense that like you had to go through every single little bit and you had to go through the backstory and you had to do I this. Mean, yeah, but like that doesn't that part doesn't necessarily apply to like the comic section because the comic section is just going over like the murder stuff. And that's basically all you're recapping. Mm, there was some extra stuff and some I mean of true, them. yeah. Like the lead up to Yeah, 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 yeah. It just it um. uh, even even speeding my way through that, like holding down the triangle button to speed through like the, the 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 text, it still took way too long. <laughs> like it was just, oh, it was terrible. Um. Also, the remix of that song was not great. A lot of the remixes aren't great. Yeah. Um. That one in particular really bothered me because I love that song, and I was really was hype whenever I had it like put the comics together because yeah. it had the song and then this one was like ugh, what'd they do you still get the great art like once you get the comic finished like every single trial always has yeah. like the art of the protag and the the villain or whatever i love that that pops up still but i don't know um there were some positives and negatives about the trials i didn't which i mean is normal yeah, i don't to be fair yeah love all the trials and all the games, and especially the mini games, can be horrific. Mm-hmm, that's true. But for the most part, that was not my issue with this game. Yeah, that's, that's completely true. <laughs> I think character-wise, I think this is the weakest cast. I can agree with that, because there are some characters in here that I really, really like, but yeah. for the most part, I'm pretty, like, eh about most of them. Especially, like, the last group you get at the end, like... I really didn't like I, I didn't feel like as much of a connection with like really any of them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I had. I liked two of them, but not to the extent that I normally like whoever you end up with at the end. Because like, I mean, with one one especially, it's like, hey, this is your crew. You were you were literally riding or dying with. Right. And like, you know, to an extent, that's the same with two. Yeah. And like, but like with the crew of two like you've been there together with them and like you kind of know a lot about these characters with v3 like i feel like two of them i really still had no idea like what they were who these people were even going through the entire game 
which is not that I, good of a sign. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can see that. But like like we said, like I, there was characters I liked in there. But overall, the cast was not as yeah. impressive. Yeah. Also, I I wrote um, my own review of this, and I'll talk about this more when we get into spoiler territory, but there's still gross sexualization in this game, and I'm so tired of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's real bad and not okay, and it bothers me a lot. It's it's just a shame. Like we should we should be past this by now, but Yeah, I agree. I mean, there should be some kind of level of maturity. Like I, I understand there needs to be comic relief, but does comic relief always have to be like sex jokes? And I think no. Apparently for some people it, it it totally is, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um and and especially like certain cast members are very, very much subjected to it. And there's just, there's just, there's just a level of vulgarity to this to like some of the castmates in this game as well that it's yeah super over the top. Like there there are sometimes that a character will say some kind of phrase or word or whatever. I'm like ooh yeah ooh like did you really have to say that? That's gross. And I I get that there is like you said some kind of vulgarity to certain characters, but like they they go way over the line a few times. Mm -hmm. And it it's it bothers me. I'll be completely honest with you. It bothers me. It's unnecessary, basically. It is, and I mean, especially with a game that has such a serious story as like a killing game. Which I say that because like Danganronpa still is really kind of goofy, and it you know it it has its its weird moments on it. It's not like. A super serious game despite the fact that there are killing games always but like I don't feel like any of that's necessary and I feel like it really really cheapens the game right and the characters it cheapens the characters a lot and I mean I say this as somebody who pretty often curses um, I'm sure if you guys listen to this podcast you hear me Getting bleeped a lot. <laughs> I'm worse in person. Like I, I, I do say bad words, but I don't say some of the stuff that they say in this game. And I was like, ooh, ooh. But a lot of it is also just like derogatory, right? So I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I'd say overall, though, like while I didn't care for most of the characters, the design wasn't bad. Yeah, like. A lot of, the, all, I mean, overall, like for the design of the entirety of the game, I think it looked better than you know what we had seen previously. I mean, obviously that's a that's a buy factor of getting to develop on PS4 compared to Vita, right? And getting that that bump up in horsepower. But there is there is a very like there's a good aesthetic to this game. There's a good style to this game that really shows. I'm not necessarily. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure like that. I would put that up there with like best style of the year. Like no. I was, I was, I was thinking when I was playing through the demo, but it has like its own unique style, but also incorporates itself into like the the style of the franchise itself. Yeah. 
It's really unfortunate that this game sucks. <laughs> it is. Like, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's bad when most likely my favorite thing to come out of this game is a bonus that you get at the end of the game. But even then, that bonus section is pretty tedious, just like a lot of the a lot of the, the game you just went through. Again, I wrote it in my review, but I don't usually sell games. Like, I still own World of Final Fantasy, and that game's terrible. I sold this. Same here. Because I played through it, and I was like, this game is horrible, and I will never play it again, and I honestly don't want it in my library. It takes up space. I don't want it. And, I mean, that's bad. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I sold a game. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. This game is not good. It's really, really not good. It's a, it's a bad video game. It's and a it, bad video game, and it's a bad entry in the Danganronpa series. Like, it's especially bad if this is your first game, because a Yo. lot of stuff's not going to make sense. Nope. That they hit you with. And it's just... It's a, it's a growing trend of, like, man, some of our most anticipated games of this year have just become... have come out and been super disappointing. Yep. And like we were I mean, No, you're good. Go. We were we were talking about this off air, but like there's been a weird trend of like these big narrative Japanese-based games and it's the third game that the specific team has worked on and for whatever reason or another they come out and it's like they are definitely not up to par to the first two and they are they're disappointing to say the least. Yeah, and this is the only one of the ones that we talked about that I would consider a bad video game. Yeah. But the other ones were disappointing. And um, I guess for reference, if anybody's wondering, one of them is Persona 5. Uh, we also talked about Zero Time Dilemma. Which I I, I like Zero Time Dilemma. I, I don't do. think that's a bad game or anything. Like I think it's a good game. But compared to 999 and VLR, that game does not hold up to those two games. Well, and I feel the same way about Persona 5. Compared to 3 and 4, it doesn't hold up. It No, it doesn't. Like, I mean, I think I like Persona 5 less than I like ZTD, so... Like, I don't, I, I, I don't necessarily I know if I would... That. Do what? I can agree with you on that, yeah. that I, I like Persona 5 less than I like ZTD. I don't even know necessarily if I would say Persona 5 is a good game. Like, I feel like it's more like, this is an average game. Like, I liked parts of it. I didn't like parts of it. Overall, when I came out of it, I was just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of eh. Like, yeah. if, if I were to give a score just off my head of Persona 5, I'd probably give it, like, a 6.5 or a 7. I would probably go through, like, the 4 to 6 range. Wow. It's middle of the road. Yeah, it's definitely not like 10 out of 10 Persona 3 level. It's yeah. just not. If you were going to give Danganronpa V3 a score, what would you give it? Mm. Honestly? Well, yeah, honestly. No, I'm saying just like, <laughs> honestly, I couldn't give it anything higher than a 3. 
which is which is something to say considering you know this game got 10 out of 10s yeah and i i love the other ones yeah 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 i I, i'm new to the franchise i just started playing it last year you're but thank you um (laughs) I'm glad that you introduced me to the series that hurt me so much with this game. But no, it the other games were really, really good. And I would have easily given them like eights and nines. Easily. Even with their issues. Because they were so good. Narratively, all the characters, like it worked. Right. This one didn't. Well, okay. If we cut out the ending, because... The ending is where we have the biggest gripe with this game. To not get into spoilers, but if you cut out the ending, how much would that score improve? Well, I told you if I could just play through like chapters one through five, then it'd be much higher. I'd right. probably still, I'd give it like a seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe a six and a half. Between six and seven. You got some like, crazy has... like, 20 point, 10 point scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. it it still has issues with the characters. Right. It yeah. still has issues with like the gross vulgarity and sexualization. It it still has issues with the gameplay. But I mean, for the most part, the trials are pretty good. And I liked where they went with that. And some of the story was was interesting. But then like chapter six got there and it was like, oh buddy. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh no. No, and- no, 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 no. And of course, like, you know, we had read reviews because the reviews went up a little bit prior to release. And one of the sticking points was like, this game's ending is very divisive. And for some people, like, they might not want to ever play this game again. That's us. But it was <laughs> weird because we're like, oh, ha ha. You know, how how could this be so divisive? Like, how, how would that happen? I don't know. What's going to happen? This is crazy. Because, like, we were thinking... We were both kind of, like, joking about it the whole time. Right, yeah. And, like, trying to come up with theories. And then I got there, and I was like, oh, I get it now. And then I, I beat it before you. And it's like, I totally get it now. I totally get it. I hate this game. I never want to play it again. I took it out of my system as soon as I could. Like, it was bad. And I was just waiting for you to get there so I could get your response which you weren't initially as negative as i was no um which we'll like get into i a legitimately was i was so you mad um, which was which, I, which was very weird for me like because i hadn't got there yet. i was like what on earth would happen because i was going through like a lot of different like ideas in my head of like okay what exactly would have happened to make her so mad at this game yeah and i mean Despite the fact that I'm kind of wound up all the time, like it, it takes a lot to actually get me super mad. Mm-hmm. And I almost turned the game off. I almost turned the system off in the middle of the sixth chapter just without <laughs> finishing it. Imagine if you had done that and like and, and the ending changed from like what it actually was. I mean, it, it almost happened. I, I, had hit the PlayStation button and was about to close application. And I was like, ah, already well this just, far. Right. Like I already got this far. I may as well just stick it out. And then like, it didn't get any better. And I was kind of mad at myself for just not quitting then, but Oh my God. It, it made me so mad. It was terrible. And then I had to like go and teach 
with all that in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I was in such a bad mood. Oh. I hope none of them noticed. Well, I think like our like my official recommendation for this game, or like my score, because I don't really do point scores. Yeah. I would give Danganronpa V3 and not recommended. Yeah, no, I would never yeah. tell somebody to play this game. Which is which is it's a shame, considering it where this franchise has been, and then for this to happen, it's just like, oh boy. I mean, I would easily say play one, play two. I haven't played Ultra Despair Girls, but I'm sure it's good. Play that one. Watch the anime, both the three anime and the original anime. They're great. Watch them. Cool. It's a shame the franchise ended after that. Right. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> it's like that one missing episode in the three anime. Like, it's so weird that they never fix that. I know. I know. But like, I would never, ever tell somebody to play this game. Not even your worst enemy. No, I wouldn't wish that on them. Like, President Donald Trump could come up to me right now and say, like, hey, should I play Danganronpa V3? And I'd be like, you know what? You're a terrible human being, but no, you shouldn't. <laughs> All right, before we get into spoilers. All right. I'm going to give you the would you rather that, that I teased you with before we start recording. All right. Would you rather replay Danganronpa V3 or reread Danganronpa Zero? So I already told you that I knew the answer to this. Yes. Because it's an easy answer for me. But the thing is, I want to specify that, like, I hate Danganronpa Zero. Danganronpa think, Zero was, like, the, the thing you hated in the series the most before this game came out. Right. Because it's horribly written. It makes no sense. And it's just bizarre. Although it did give us Kulk and Kuhn, which is good. <laughs> um, but I would read Danganronpa Zero, like, a million times over before I had ever put this game in my system again. It's telling. It is. It's awful. Also, I know I mentioned it, but like the music in this, what the heck happened? <sighs> you know, you know when you're you're sub you're subjugating New World Order to just like it's pre-trial music now. Like, you know, you f***ed up. That bothered me because yeah. that song is your twist song. Yep. You always get the good twist Which, when like, that comes. Which like they up. do use it for like I think a couple of times in the game for a twist, but then even but like it's soured because it's just pre-trial music now. Yeah, no, it's it's dumb. It's and and dumb. the the new version of it sucks. It's not great. Yeah. No, the entire soundtrack's pretty poop. All right. I feel like we've given Spoiler. enough enough general thoughts now. We're like, hey. Yeah. You know how we feel about this game. It's bad. Don't play it. It's bad. Don't play it. Uh, we are now going to go. We're going to go into spoilers. And like by spoilers, I mean, we are pretty much going to transition into talking about the end of the game. So if you haven't played and you are for some reason curious about wanting to play it, even though we just told you don't play it, uh, you should probably turn the game, the game off, the system off, the, the podcast off. I'll get it third time to charm. <laughs> we're going to specifically tell you. Story bits by yeah. story bits why this game is bad. So if you don't want to know the story bits, then you should just turn it off. See us next week. We'll see you next week where we talk about a lot more fun subject. 
Yeah, or, you know, go listen to the Sailor Moon Crystal episode because... It's true. That's out there, too. Or, you know, go listen to our Danganronpa retrospective where we talk, you know, we we wax poetically about the good games. You can go listen to that. Or the anime episode where Mm -hmm. we talk about the Danganronpa 3 where we began our roots. Our roots. Our roots. Um, But don't listen any further if you don't want to know anything about the story because we are going to spoil the entire thing. Yeah. All right. This is your final warning. If you're not out now, this is it's on you. You wanted to be here. Yep, you chose this. You chose this. They made the entirety of Danganronpa into fiction within the narrative. Oh my god. It's a television series and V3 is the 53rd season. It's real bad. Like... Look, I am all for meta in video games. Not meta gaming. That's a completely different thing. Yeah, that's different. But when you dive into meta, it's a very thin line to walk because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. either do it too little and just it doesn't really matter, or you do it like this game and you do it too far and it just completely f***s everything up. I was so mad like I don't think I ever stopped texting you about how mad I was no, you didn't. while I was teaching <laughs> um, because as I mentioned earlier I care a lot about Danganronpa 1, 2, 3 I care a lot about those characters I care a lot about the Hope Speak narrative I cared a lot about the people who died trying to help these people I care about Chiaki Nanami dying twice. I care about these characters. Nagi, he's wonderful. I love him. Hajime? Yeah. Okay. He's fantastic. (laughs) Guess what? They're all part of a television series. None of them actually have a backstory. This is all given to them by a TV producer None of it was real. None of Hope's Peak is real. Nothing that happened mattered, even though these people literally died. It makes no sense. And I mean, if there was some kind of indication throughout the other games that maybe this was not real, then like, okay, I can see that you're going here. I'll stop playing now. This is dumb. I, I know the end of the narrative doesn't go into this. Which is not great because it leaves so many like loose threads and plot holes. It does. Could you? You probably could, but could you interpret the ending as basically like the first two game, the the Hope Speak arc happened. Mm-hmm. Someone came in and was like, "What if we monetize this and made it into a television series, and just ran with it?" But that's not what happened because if you remember, the ultimate cosplayer says that she can only cosplay as fictional you're, characters. Yeah, you're, you're and 100% she correct. Cosplays as Danganronpa one and true, two characters. True, true, true. Um, so she's saying they're fictional. You're, you're, yeah, you're 100% correct. It's bull. I'm it's trying to make so, this ending way better in my mind, and it's there's there's literally no way. Possible. It's not possible. Like it, it's. Mm. So like, so we mentioned that when I got there. I didn't necessarily feel as negative about it as you did initially. Because when I when I got there, like, and she started cosplaying as, like, all these various characters from the Danganronpa universe, and I was like, oh, this is fake. I was like, huh, that's a funny joke. That's real goofy. And, like, if... 
if that narrative of like, oh, they're incorporating even like, LOL, it's Junko always, and all of that stuff into like, a, basically a false flag yeah. of the ending of being like, oh, hey, we're going to try and get you into despair by, by telling you you're fake, you're fictional, you don't exist. But then like, it, the, the rug is pulled out and, oh, it, it's all real. Like, that would have been, the ending would have been fine. We would have been okay yeah. with it. But that's not what this game does. Like it basically just it keeps repeatedly hitting you in the head with this narrative that oh everything's fake, this is a reality show, all of your backstories are, have been written for you, you are basically just shells of human beings that people watch, and Here's that's all you are. Here's audition tapes. Like the audition tapes they show them are like. Yeah, I'm real excited to go kill some people, and maybe you should put me as this kind of character. And it's like, oh my god, it's it's so hokey. Like, there are parts of the ending where, like, I feel like if it wasn't wrapped up in all its bullshit, could have had good messages. Like the idea of the oversaturation of like agony porn type narratives, like Danganronpa, like the Zero Escape series, like The Walking Dead, all that sort of stuff that's kind of popped up in the last like five years essentially like yeah there has been an oversaturation of that the idea that this game is addressing sequelitis yeah there's a good message in that the idea that this game is is even even hinting at lol junko as like a thing that's funny i did appreciate that that was funny and then it just went downhill <laughs> but then it just wraps it up in this terrible terrible narrative of like, oh, hello, it's fake. Everyone just wants to to watch you guys get to hope, and then next season, oh man, someone's gonna come back. It's just, it's <sighs> like I would have liked it even better if like they took like they basically just stole the concept from Battle Royale, where it was like, you know, Japan has you know gone into this society and like they're like, oh, society's so horrible. We need to reform him. And we're just gonna we're just gonna grab high school kids and throw them into this killing game, essentially. Like that would have made more sense. And I thought, it like, I thought essentially, like that was where they were gonna go at one point. You would even ask me. You're like, oh, this is going battle royale route. I'm like, no, it's not. You're buddy. Right, yeah. And just um, like, uh, it's it's it really feels like uh, Kadoka wanted to make Metal Gear Solid Two, but had no idea how to make Metal Gear Solid Two and horribly failed. And it's weird because, like, I get that they're doing the whole, like, Danganronpa exists because you keep buying it type thing. Right. Like, that's a, that's a, it's, it's basically, it's, it would be a good point. Cause, like, yeah, these things exist because you do keep buying them. But to wrap it up into, like, the, the narrative of the actual game. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretentious and it's terrible and it's not written well. And it, really upset me as somebody who cared about the series. It's because I was basically made fun of for yeah. liking these characters. The idea that in pre-release material Spike Chinsoft and the creators of this game were like, this is an original story. It has nothing to do with the Hope's Peak story in nothing. the slightest. And then by the time chapter five rolls around and they are reinserting the Hope's Peak narrative into this game that's the first flag of, like, something is entirely wrong here. Yeah, it's like, oh, no. I, I think this is something you said, essentially, like, that 
they had to reinsert that narrative in there because they were unsure of how to to finish this game in a good way themselves and basically there was no confidence in in them making an, an ending that would be entirely good they had to that's rely on I, that old stuff that's what i felt is that they just didn't have the the confidence to pull it off without putting something that had previously worked mm-hmm. but in doing so they wrecked everything that they'd previously yeah. done and i the, mean like it's terrible and the idea that they're basically just being like oh well all of these things that you just did like Playing through one, playing through Ultra Despair Girls, playing through two, watching the anime. Hey, by the way, those were all just giant f-ing wastes of time. None of it matters. It was all fake. It's it's the most f-ing you a game developer like or any form of like writers has like given to a player in quite some time, and it's it's so f-ing egregious and disgusting. That I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is it like I felt like they were mocking me for caring yeah, it's, about it's, the it's essentially that? Part. Yeah. They're like, go f*** yourself for caring about these characters and all the stuff that we made. And even even then, it's like, it's a cell phone on themselves as well. Because, like, man, we made all these good characters and these good stories. <laughs> f*** us. We're just going to make it all fake and retcon it. Like, why does it even make sense for them to do that to themselves? It doesn't. I mean, they're... Uh, like, the one thing that I appreciated about this entire bull was like the the fake logos that was actually that i mean that was clever there, it was but there are clever parts to this thing. ending but they're so wrapped up in it's terrible and then like they're given the choice of like hope and despair at the end as they normally are and they're like we we reject both we reject both of them we're not doing this and like okay that makes sense, but then stick to it. Yeah, if they would have stuck to that and be like, yeah, we don't want either this or that, it would have been a novel idea and a smart way to end this game. I mean, it's st- I still would have been I mean, yeah, yeah, but like a smart way to wrap it up instead of just being like the, the traditional, we're going to pick hope, you guys. Yeah, Um. so they have a point where they're like, oh, we have to pick between hope and despair. We have to vote. The people want to know. And they say that they're just not going to vote. They don't pick either. Um, which is supposed to end in their deaths. And they're like, that's fine. We sacrifice ourselves to end Danganronpa. But they don't die. They don't die. And they have this new outlook on life. And now they're getting a second chance at life. And it's just, and it's like hope rehashed again. Cheery. Like, literally, the world is bright. And there's like this this hole because Kibo blows himself up to make them an exit. And they're like, yeah, let's go see if everything's actually fake or not. Maybe that we're actually real people. And I'm like, that's literally hope. Yeah. You just, you just gave get- us the end of Danganronpa 1. Again. Again. Because they're the same thing. They don't know what's out there, but they're going to find out because they're together. Hmm. <sighs> Can I give my Metal Gear Solid 2 explanation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Metal Gear Solid 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. And it is. This game, came, this game came out in 2001 and basically took the idea of narrative in video games and turned it on its head. With the idea that you, you go into this thinking, oh yeah, it's a new story of Snake. That's awesome. I love that dude. And then two hours into the game... You switch protagonists and you never play a snake again. 
in this game. Which also happens in Dying Light, which, which happens in this, which I was like, which is it's an interesting concept. The fact that they they basically use all the pre-release material for Kaede and we're like, this is the protagonist, and then she dies. She's the she's the murderer in the first case, and she dies, and then you switch murderer. to Shuichi, which I didn't really like Shuichi at all that much as a protagonist. So that was kind of a bummer, and also the fact that you're taking your first mainline series game having a female protagonist and then killing her in the first case f- sucks it does it's real f- it really lame. really does i didn't mind shuichi as much as you did like i thought he was fine um it, it, he was just bland i think he wasn't as interesting as kaede yeah period which even kaede was kind of like she was getting to the points of like being of naegi parody at some point so i felt like that kind of war that could have wore thin as the game went on maybe so but I think that they were doing that because they knew she was going to die. That's true. That's true. So I think they were just trying to set her up as like the next Nagi, like hope, 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 hope kind of person. Right. And then like, oh, well, she killed somebody, which she didn't. But still, um, she tried. <laughs> so back to Metal Gear Solid 2 for a second. Sorry. Oh, no, no, uh, it's fine. <laughs> we're going to get into tangents here. So you're playing as the other protagonist, and the basis of this game is that you have your main bad guy is the former president of the United States, also one of Solid Snake's twin clone brothers, and you're you're fighting a group of like baddies called Dead Cell. It's this group of supposed terrorists and all that jazz. Blah blah blah. Uh, you are one of your missions is to get this virus inserted into the uh, the computer system aboard this giant uh, battleship essentially called Arsenal Gear and basically try and disrupt things that, and make sure they don't set off a purified hydrogen bomb over New York City. Basically, they were going to throw a nuke up in, over New York City when this game came out at the end of 2001. Yeah. There, was some, uh, there was some cuts to this game, by the way, at the end of the game, so... I bet. Because uh, because basically Arsenal Gear goes from being in the ocean to, oh, it's just crashed into Federal Hall. We never saw what happened. <laughs> they basically cut all that out because of 9-11. Anyways. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the weird things about this game is that even though you're a different protagonist, you're the person who's giving you orders is the same person from Metal Gear Solid 1. The Colonel. And it's a strange thing. It's like, okay, well, maybe he's off doing this other thing. When you insert the virus into the system, the colonel starts freaking out. And at one point, once you gain regain control of the character, which is a weird, bit weird because you're basically naked. I mean, you, you actually are naked. Yeah, you're naked. <laughs> you're naked. He literally messages you and you're like, hey, haven't you been playing this game too long? You should turn off the system right now. Let someone else do this. This is a type of role-playing game, isn't it? And it gets real, like, it's, it gets real meta. And essentially, you'll get repeated uh, codec conversations, and you'll hear, like, just random gibberish. I need Scissor 61. He will reenact a, uh, a call you get from the original Metal Gear. And then, essentially, you hear from the main, the main baddie that the protagonist, Raiden, was basically selected to be a part of this program called the S3 Initiator. is S3 program, I think. And supposedly it stands for Solid Snake Simulation, and it's a program that makes to make 
basically any Joe into the next Solid Snake. But you go through a couple boss battles and everything, and then Revolver Ocelot comes out, who is basically noted super-duper double-triple-crossing spy guy, and comes and basically is like, so, yeah, I'm from the Patriots, who's like the big shadow organization of this game, who basically run the country. And he's like, so this was an exercise, and we basically recreated the events of the first game. The Dead Cell people, that's the Foxhound unit from game one. Solidus is the relationship, Raiden and Solidus' relationship is representative of the relationship the Snake and Big Boss have. Everything of this exercise has been done to recreate the first game. And also, before you sword fight the the former president of the United States on top of Federal Hall, which is quite possibly (laughs) one of the greatest boss fights in the history of video games, the AI comes back at you and is like, hey, we're not dead yet. We are still here. And essentially, the S3 program was the... It's like the selection for societal or selection for societal sanity or something, and it was basically a way for them for them to control like mindsets and control narratives, and basically be able to pick any person, give them a sort of mindset, and let them do anything they wanted. And in, in this case, you could make a person become a super soldier essentially. A lot of that game is also kind of weird because they're talking about, you know, oh, people on the internet, they like to go into their own little hive minds and then let out these, like, quote-unquote, truths into the wild and see what happens. Which makes sense why people call this a postmodern game and how people had, like, thought this game had relevance to the 2016 presidential elections and everything, so. But, like, essentially, that game deals with meta in a way that, you know, video games hadn't seen at that point, really, at all. And I feel like this game, Danganronpa V3, essentially tries to walk that line as well. Tries to go the same route that MGS2 did and being like, yeah, this is all fake. Nothing of this is really ma- is really happening. It doesn't really matter. But the, the difference between this and MGS2 is like, MGS2, you come out of it and you're like, okay, I'm still real. Everything, the world is still real. But even though, like, my narrative might have been falsified, in a sense, I can take the events of what happened here, move forward, and walk my own path, and go down a different road than what these people were intending for me to do. With this game, you don't get that resolution. You basically just get shit-canned, and just told, hey, everything that preceded this game, and in this game, is all fake. It doesn't matter. Who the f*** cares? Why are you playing this game? You're just wasting your time. Go f*** yourself. Yeah, and I mean, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 didn't basically mock you for liking the first Metal Gear game. No, like, when I first saw that twist, I was like, oh my god, that is awesome. Like, it never, like, I mean, granted, I was like 12 when I first played this game. (laughs) (laughs) And like, but like, my appreciation for that twist is still, you know, relevant 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's awesome that the idea of, like, they snuck in basically the entire framework of the first game into the second game, didn't tell you until the very end, and you're just like, holy crap, it, I, it, they're right. But they, like you said, they don't crap on you for basically liking the first game or, you know, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. 
it gives you motivation to be like, okay, I am so ready to see what this series does next. With this, it's like, I am so ready for this series to be dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't want there to ever be another Danganronpa because, for one, it shows that they don't care. Like, they literally don't care about the series they've created. They don't care about the characters. They don't care if I like the characters. None of it's real. Why does it matter? Even if they do care, like, I think it, it definitely shows, like, a lack of confidence in the idea that they can they can pull off any sort of ending that can match the first two games. Like, which, granted, the idea of coming back to this franchise and creating a brand new story separate from everything that you just created is a f- daunting task and well then don't promise it yeah yeah yeah, I'm, yeah like <laughs> the idea that you're, you're going to come back with this new story like you should probably have something good yeah and make sure it's worthwhile like the way this ending goes it, like it feel like they were never confident that they could ever surpass those first games and the only way they could they could finish this game is basically just to on those other games that's what I got out of it is that they just felt like they there was no beating those games. So like, well, we'll just make it so those games never happen. They suck. They're not real. Oh, <sighs> it's, it's just it sucks. Like, it, there's it no two weird. ways around it. Like this this ending is f-ing awful. And legitimately, this game had some of the worst characters. I know we've already mentioned that, like, we didn't really care for a lot of characters, but there are some of the worst characters to ever exist in any video game series in this game. Like, Miyu is essentially just like... I mean, she's internet culture, the character. She is. If you could find, like, the most vulgar and lewd things to say, which that's pretty much the internet in general she basically says that well and she's constantly like making fun of people's bodies and she's talking about hers she like gets i don't know like sexually aroused and weird moments in the trials because of like things people say like at one point she's called a dumpster and she like loses her mind because she's like oh this is so wonderful i've always wanted to be called that i'm like Nobody says that. Nobody does that. Like, nothing about this girl is realistic, which I guess she's fake, so what does it matter? But um, She's like an internet tough guy. Like, she's she's spouting off all this nonsense, and any time you challenge her, she's like, no, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, she's she's awful. And, I mean, she's just ridiculously vulgar. There's that weird scene where, like, they changed the art style with her. Yeah, that was weird. It was really weird. They never do it again, so it's like, why did you do that? Yeah, I don't know. It was bad, and I didn't like it. I'm like, ooh, you guys don't look good in that art stuff. <laughs> it, it didn't make any sense. It was like they put concept art in the middle of the game. Right. It was, it was super strange. Uh, and there was no explanation for that whatsoever. No, none. Like, they just threw it out there and left it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this would All be right. a good stylistic choice, but like, sure, but maybe explain it. Don't just yeah. put it in there for the sake of putting it in there because that makes no fucking sense. It, it's, she's a bad, bad character. And like mainly I was annoyed by her because I'm like there's really nothing redeeming about you. Like usually if there's a bad character, there's something redeeming about them. Right. 
And I mean, I even joked with you that like these characters made Komaeda look good. And like when that's the case, ooh. You know something's wrong when that's the case. Right. Or like we talked about Persona 5, uh, Goro, like I'd take him over some of these characters. When yeah, you make yeah. Character who, like literally murders people in a game and you're like, like, boy, I would sure like to see that character right now. Right. Like, ugh, that's terrible. And that's not even talking about the worst one. I'm trying to make a comparison real quick before we move Dude. off of Mio. I just need to find the name of this character because I'm completely forgetting it. What what franchise? Uh this is from My Hero Academia. Okay, uh, I don't know. Mineta is essentially, I guess, supposedly a self-insert off, uh, character basically by the author. The only per- like purpose that character uh, is is for is basically just to be like stereotypical, perverted high school kid. Ugh. And everyone hates that character. Like, I think even in the, f- in the narrative they do, but like in the entire fandom, people hate that character. And it was like the worst thing in like the recent, the latter half of season two, when they gave that character a redemption arc. And I was just like, this f-ing sucks. Ugh. Well, and like Miu also, I mentioned earlier that there's like gross sexualization. Right. There's like gross sexualization with her, but there's also like some borderline rapey scenes with her mm-hmm. that I felt really uncomfortable with. The one like, with the uh, Kibo? Kibo. Mm-hmm. That was that was uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable because she's like pressing herself against him and he's saying like, please don't do this. And she's trying to like modify his body. I'm like, this is, ugh. ugh. Like if you had made it seem, like they do later in the game say that he goes to her and asks for some modifications. And like when you do it that way, that's fine. But with him like protesting and her pressing herself against him, it, it just does not come across as okay. Right. And um, uh, it was gross. Like I said, she she has a weird obsession with like breast size that makes me really really uncomfortable. Uh, I have issues when people make fun of body parts that like nobody has any kind of control over. Right. Like, let's not make fun of that, guys. Okay, cool. Yay. And she even talks about, like, how uh, Kaede has, like, a flat chest. I'm like, no. No, she doesn't. <laughs> like, no. It really um, makes no sense. It doesn't. Like, the entire Mew makes no sense. Her character makes zero sense. And, I mean, she's just there to be vulgar and sexualized. Mm-hmm. That's all she's there for. Pretty much, yeah. It's gross. And then there's also the worst, worst of the worst character. The worst of the worst. Probably the worst video game character I've ever encountered. Kokichi. Oh, just saying his name makes me like want to throw up in my mouth. Which like I, I get that you want to have like a villainous character in your narrative. Yeah. That makes sense. But it was just like here's this guy who is bad for the sake of bad who keeps getting his way throughout the entirety of the game and it's just like by the third or fourth case I was just like dude f*** off like right. 
I mean, I was waiting for this dude to get his comeuppance, but by that point, I was just annoyed, and I would just I could do without that character ever being on screen again. I agree. And I mean, like a, a lot of the time it's just him being obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious and like trying to steer the trials in weird directions because it makes him like excited. He's like a he's like a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, and also it was weird that like he had such an obsession with Kibo's like lack of parts. He's robophobic. Well, he is robophobic, <laughs> but like. Again, about the sexualization, like Kibo's a robot and, you know, he wants to be treated like a person, but to sit there and ask him about like whether or not he has certain equipment is really inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And like he keeps bringing it up. I'm like, okay, I got got the joke the first time, my guy. You can stop making jokes now, my friend. But he's just awful. And then, like, at the end when it's revealed that he's, like, a prankster and not any, like, important character at all. Like, he's supposed to be the supreme leader, so you're thinking he's going to be, like, an actual villain? Right. And he's just like, nope, just kidding. No, no, he's just a kid who likes to make pranks. And I'm like, none of that was portrayed at all throughout the game. None of it. They tried to make, like, pass him off as a remnant of despair at one point. I was like, that's not believable. That was like, like I said, like when they tried to reconnect everything back to who speak is like, oh, that's that's not going to end well. That's bad. That's real unfortunate. (laughs) But I mean, he's just consistently a terrible person to every single character and like, Again, I keep bringing up Komaeda. Even um, Togami could be an example. Like, they're jerks and they're, like, kind of psycho. Well, in Komaeda's case, he's kind of psycho. But there's redeeming factors to them. Right. And then he has none. Like, I feel like if there was a character, like, the way he, with the way he acted throughout the game, like, by the time you're in Chapter 3, like, the entirety of the cast would be like, Dude, shut the f*** up. No one likes you. Go f*** yourself. Right. Or like, I don't know, you're in a killing game. <laughs> Why not kill that guy? <laughs> uh. He was awful. And then like, there's just so much much misdirection with him that is really bizarre. And he he's responsible for one of... One of the saddest deaths of the game, mm-hmm. um, which again doesn't matter because none of it's okay. real. But um, it was the one time that I did. What? No, I, I cried twice. Um, but I cried during the trial where he was directly responsible mm-hmm. for right. somebody else dying, right? Because he took advantage of a character who was great and was one of my favorites. Um. And, like, it was so sad because Gonta the entire time was like, Gonta's not smart. Like, Gonta doesn't understand what's happening. Like, Gonta literally doesn't remember what happened. No, because he... They basically go into, like, this virtual reality type thing, and he plugs in the cords the wrong way. So, like, his consciousness and his memories of what happened in there don't get re-uploaded into him. So, he basically... He he does have no idea what happened. Yeah. Which, it was kind of tragic and cute, though, because... They were trying to explain, like, how he switched the cords. 
and they were talking about how Himiko was saying, you know, this cord goes in the hand where you hold the chopsticks. And he's like, I hold my chopsticks in my left hand. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> it was it was sad. But um, that hurt. That that was really ridiculous. And he, he takes advantage of going to throughout the narrative of the game. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was really unforgivable. And I also was kind of mad at the other characters for not trying to step in. They just basically let it happen. Like yeah, constantly. they let it happen every single time. And I'm like, you guys, like, you understand that Gonta is not, like, I don't want to say he's dumb, but he's very um, naive. Yeah. And he's just going with all of this. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. So, like, I felt like they should have stopped that. Right. Maxwell agrees. He, yeah, he's very mad at this game, too. Um. Probably because it made his mom so mad. <laughs> but I, I did like Gonta. Gonta was one of the few characters that I was legitimately attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did weep a little um, at the failed execution in the fifth chapter. But then again, they're like, eh, the illness didn't matter. It wasn't real. We just put that in there. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, my God. So, like, they made me feel dumb for caring about anything in this series. And that's not okay. No, it's pathetic. Uh, and... Like, I, I... I mean, I study literature. You do. I know that not every form of media is going to have a happy ending. Or be what you want it to be. Or how you Correct. want it to end. Like, I understand that. And I understand that the way this game ends is not going to be, you know, it's not going to please everybody. But if you're literally, literally going into your ending and just as a creator being like saying, you know, go f- yourself to the people who have been with you since day one of these original games and have been very excited for this game and they're just like, and you're just like, yeah, well, too bad all this stuff was fake, am I right? <laughs> That's a real funny joke, right? It's like, no. No. Well, and like narratively, it makes no sense. Yeah. Because what they show at one point is they're showing the different seasons. And they have one, they have two, they have Ultra Despair Girls. They have both of the animes in there. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. Because how would you redo... The despair art. Right. Because if you have two, also nothing in two would like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It, it just leads um, itself, like we talked about, like it leads itself to plot holes that totally were not there before. You can't just like recreate every single one of the characters from two into despair to have another season. Like that doesn't make any sense. And I mean. It also like. Not to cut you off, but like it almost felt like as well that any time they talked about supposedly what happened in three, mm-hmm. they always talked around it. So like they were making this game and they still had no idea what happened in three. So yeah, that seems that seems also a little suspect that you would include that into this game when you don't know exactly what happened in that. Like it's, it was weird. Stakes all around. Yeah, I. I 
I don't like this game. No. I don't like this game. I will not like this game. I'll never play it again. And I hope that it's the last one. I mean, like we were talking about this earlier, like how, you know, I didn't like, or I was less abrasive to the ending originally, but like a couple hours afterwards, like I was like, I was literally laying down, getting ready to do like my workout for the evening and just like sit, I sat there for like maybe like 15 minutes and just like tried to process everything. I was like, that was a very bad ending. Like that was Mm -hmm. bad. (laughs) Like that was when it finally clicked for me. I felt bad because I was so mad at it and you were like, okay, for the most part. And then like when you came back in, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I get it now. I was like, all right, I feel better. (laughs) I mean, like I said, like if they had gone, if they had, if they had gone with this route, they're like, oh, everything's fake. But that wasn't, that's not necessarily true. It was just a way for them to try and get despair on everyone. Mm -hmm. It would have been fine. But they went way too far with this whole everything's fake 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 and it just it sucks it sucks and i mean again they didn't even stick with their final narrative which was even more obnoxious nope like you you negate everything that i cared about and then you don't even stick to why you negated it it's it's dumb but i mean at least when you beat the game you unlock a cool board game I didn't even play that. I took it out as soon as I beat it. I mean, like, the board game was fine. Like, it was a way, like, you could, you, you basically level up characters in that thing, and then you take them into the dungeon crawler. There's a there's an RPG mode in this as well. But it, it involves, it essentially involves you having uh, characters from all three games. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing is, it basically, it's an in-game version of loot boxes. Ugh. So the way you get characters from the other games is that you earn coins in the dungeon crawler. You go back and buy card pack or you buy cards from various vending machines that represent Danganronpa, Danganronpa 2 and Danganronpa 3. And then there's also a there's like separate forms of currency for like if you want to get super rare or ultra rare versions of those cards, I would assume they probably have better stats or something. And obviously those and also um those vending machines, they have percentiles of what exactly, what form of cards you're going to get. So you're just going to get like a normal a super rare or an ultra rare essentially. So there's the, there's that, there's there's like, there's gachapon style mechanics in the game that A, doesn't need them. B, it would make sense if like this was like this, this had microtransactions or something like that. And C, like, why? Yeah. And like, I mean, that's a, the big thing is why. And like I said when we were talking about this in the general discussion, that both of those modes just feel they feel kind of monotonous and drawn out as well. Like, in order to level up your character, you have to play the board game three times, and you can't back out. And that's kind of like the only cool things about that board game mode is that you get to interact with like characters from the entire franchise. So like, so I was playing as Tenko and. I got to see her interact with Himiko and Chiaki or her and Sakura when, when trained, it was like, it was cool to see like these characters interacting, but that those brief moments and they're very brief was not enough to me to like, be like, Hey, I want to go back and replay that, that board game mode and go through it three times again and then go into a dungeon crawler that 
is not great when you only have one character that's leveled up. So you have to go through and basically get cards of people, level them up, do it three more times, essentially. Three more times for each character, essentially, basically. So you have a, a party of four, and then you're supposedly supposed to go do the dungeon crawler and get down to, like, the there's a 50th level. You have to go through 50 levels of that. Ugh. It's... It's just like that. That the mode could have been very cool, but it just seems tedious. It's exactly. It's very, very tedious, and it's. Uh, and of course, they also have like a, a free roam mode for if you want to go level up, like hanging out with people, which of course they do with like all the other games I have. But yeah, like the 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 card, uh, the the board game, and the the dungeon crawler could have been way cooler if they just did not make them so monotonous. Hmm. And you don't get a cool book to read at the end of the game either, like the first two games. Rude. No, because none of it was real. <laughs> it should have just included zero in there. <laughs> oh, God. Just put the two words together. <laughs> Why not? <sighs> such a bummer. It is. I wanted to like this game. I was so excited for this game. I was too. I mean, we were both like super stoked for it. Especially, you know, like we, you know, we talked about earlier, like Persona 5 was disappointing. We we're like, all right, DRV3 is going to be, it's going to pull us out of the mud. And then it's like, it just sunk us in even further. It's making me appreciate Breath of the Wild more and more. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things make me appreciate that game more and more, to be honest. But yeah, it's I get what you mean. Yeah. I'm like, man, isn't it great that, like, one fantastic game came out this year? Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I mean, there's Thank been a lot of fantastic games came out this year, to be fair. No, I mean, that's that's fair, but, like... But that game in particular, yeah. In a franchise and all yeah, that, yeah. it nailed it. In a franchise that basically could have gone down the path that, the, that this game did. Yes. And it completely went the opposite way. <sighs> Moral of the story, uh, Danganronpa 3, the end of Hope Speak Academy, is in stores now. Go pick it up. <laughs> it is. We both got our copies today. We did. And there's commentary, which we haven't. I haven't looked at yet. There's but... four episodes that there's commentary on, which is three more than the uh, first anime had. And they even promised more when they, they finished the, the first episode. Sad. I was like, oh, man, I want to hear him talk more. Yeah, I wonder, was... like, I wonder if the, if it's just like they got the cast for for the various arcs to talk on episodes, or if it's just like technical people, because it, it doesn't say. You'd have to we'd have to go watch those to check them out. But yeah, that's the only real Danganronpa three. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, V three doesn't exist. Danganronpa three is the only Danganronpa three. Yeah. Do you even? I don't. I mean, this is, this is such a subjective question. Okay. Is there any way to come back and make another game like this? Like another Danganronpa game? Yeah. Or. I mean, I don't think so because at this point you're like, meh. Unless and like I mean, unless it's like a new team, maybe, or if like or if it's just giving given enough time away. Because, I mean, like, I, I know it hadn't been like this in Japan because the first game came out in, like, 2010 or something for PSP. And then the Danganronpa 2 also came out on PSP. 
but it's been kind of strange that like Danganronpa, at least here in America, had become kind of like an annualized franchise in a sense because the first two games came out in 2014 in the same year. Ultra Despair Girls comes out in 2015. DR3 comes out in 2016. And then DRV3 comes out in 2017. So at least on our side, there would certainly be a little bit of Danganronpa fatigue. And I wouldn't blame anyone for having that. Which makes this a little bit, you know, less so because Japan's had a bit of a break between but each individual then, game. So, like, I was still really, really hyped to play. Yeah, those. yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So I don't know that it's necessarily fatigue with the the series. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, it's possible to have that, but like, I for us, like, no, that wasn't the case. But it might be. It might just be a thing where, like, hey, put Danganronpa on ice for a while and then come back to it maybe with like someone else with a yeah. new pair of eyes but then like you also have the potential of like well I was gonna say getting a Final Fantasy 15 Danganronpa but you kind of already did get that the only bad thing is that like <laughs> this game reviewed pretty well oh it did which is which is just, is unfortunate for us because that probably could entail that like hey they're gonna make another one of these yeah and, I mean, that was one thing that I thought was interesting. I posted my, my review on Facebook, and one of the comments is like, well, that goes against everything I've read. And I'm like, shoot. Like, are we the only two people that don't like this game? Danganronpa and Danganronpa 2 were fantastic games. Yeah, they were. Fantastic stories. And even if like you we change the 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 ending of this game to like, you know, something better. This game is not going to best those two. Like this is still the weakest game in the series. Oh, hands down, yes. So, despite the fact that other people are like, "Hey, this is the best game in the series." Like, mm. no. No. That's not right. I mean, you know, everyone's got their own opinion, but it's whatever. The opinion of Sack OVA is no. <laughs> and then just like just depressed sides. <sighs> Pretty much, yeah. Is that gonna do it for this episode? I think so. I... <laughs> We're just <laughs> bummed. <laughs> I know. Like it makes me really, really sad. I wanted it to be good. What are you going to do? I don't know. I stayed up until four in the morning playing Link to the Past last night. You did? That was that sounds pretty fun. <laughs> so so maybe just make yourself happy by playing something that's actually good. <laughs> play, go go find one of your favorite games and just play that. Yeah. That'll, that's, that'll, that's all I recommend. That'll help you. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, we are literally not going to be talking about Danganronpa in the near future at all because we have literally talked about all the games and yep. everything in that franchise, you know, except for like the novels and stuff like that, but that's a whole Zero's that's bad. a whole different ball game. And you know, most of those aren't translated, so literally we we couldn't talk about them, so Right. So yeah, that's that's gonna do it for Dong and Rampa coverage for a good, good while, most likely. <laughs> until the a, until the Dong and Rampa V three anime. What a bummer note to to end our Dong and Rampa talks on. Yep. But like, is. not our fault. Not our fault. 
Hey, you want more information from us? Okay. <laughs> Are you asking me? I was hoping I for you in an this. answer, but I'll just I'll just have a that's just the audience answering me there. <laughs> Go to seasonalamagecheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this very podcast, like our Danganronpa 3 anime episode, which is the very first episode, uh, or Danganronpa retrospective episode, which we cover the breadth of the series up till this game. Uh, and other cool episodes as well that you should check out. Uh, there's also columns and reviews up on the site as well. There's also a new mainline Seasonal Anime Checkup podcast up as well that I kind of just did as a whim. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think to advertise it last week, but it's like, oh yeah, I should probably do this. And I did it. Uh, go to go to anladium.com for more from Al. She has her Rampa V3 review up on her site if you want to read some more thoughts and opinions from her of what she thought about this game. If you didn't quite get all of it from this episode. I mean, you do have my, my Star Wars comparison in there, so there's that. And she has some other cool stuff up there as well. Uh, Jared and I watch Salem and Crystal. That's the podcast that's still happening. You should check that out. Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You make it sound like this is not happening anymore. It's still happening right now. <laughs> So check that out on the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA feed. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Anime Checkup. It's where you can find us tweeting and twisting and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Being spoopy. Being very spooky. Uh, you can also support us patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. It's a cool place to support us if you aren't so inclined. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about something a little bit more happy at least something that we like <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not necessarily like super super happy but we're going to talk about an anime that somehow got a dub five years later and probably one of my favorite animes that's out there um after watching it i'm inclined to agree with you uh we're going to talk about one of kyoto animation's best shows out there well, we're going to talk about hyoka Yep. Sounds like you're like yeah. coughing something up. Hyoka. Hyoka. <laughs> or like a, a Yiddish curse or something. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but that one's going to be much more positive because I have a lot of more positive feelings on on that. <laughs> it's true. It's going to be way more positive. So yeah, I look forward to that next week. Um, I think the week after is a little bit up in the air. The week after that is probably going to be potentially Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> and then also beginning of November, sometime in November will be Super Mario Odyssey. We'll talk about that. Correct. So that's some things um, that we're to, to look forward to. I know, I know you have travel going up at the end of the month, so that's going to make things a little bit weird for our schedule. So. A little bit, but I fully intend on taking Mario with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we we will get to that. It's, you know, whenever, because especially because those because I think both Fire Emblem and Mario Mario I know specifically, but I think Fire Emblem as well is like a Friday release, which really hampers how we do things. Yeah, I mean, usually Nintendo releases on Fridays. Thanks, thanks, Reggie. Play the game. Play the game. I'm uh, excited to play those games. Yeah. So look and cool. then eventually we'll have to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That, that's going to be December. Oh, I know, but I'm saying eventually. Eventually, which, I mean, 
I, don't, I still need to get you to finish the first one. I mean, that's not going to happen before the second game comes out. Let's be real. But but I was going to say, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to beat that game in a week like we usually do. So, like, that might take oh, a yeah. That might be, like, mid to late December when that game, when that episode comes out. I'm just saying it's something. But, yeah, it's something to look forward, look forward to. Yeah. So, yeah, look forward to those. Uh, that's our tentative somewhat schedule that we have for the next I guess a couple of months, essentially, even though it's not really a lot. But hey, it is what it is. So Isn't look, fine. Yeah, this year is almost over. It is. Ugh. So look forward to those uh, next week. Look forward to us talking about Tioka. And I will not be so negative and bummed out next week. We will week, not guys. be so negative and bummed out. So, if you take anything away from this episode, find something positive that you like and cherish it. You will yes. greatly enjoy it, and don't let people tell you it's it's bad or not real or not real (laughs) love the games you love guys love them with all your heart